Welcome to the Ride With Us podcast, presented by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, the world's largest ride enthusiast organization dedicated to the appreciation, promotion, and preservation of roller coasters around the globe. So please keep your hands and feet inside the podcast at all times as we welcome your hosts, Jessica Gardner and John Davidson. Cannery Row in Monterey, California is a waterfront street known for its restaurants, boutiques, waterfront hotels, and now a dark ride that was the collaboration of Sally Dark Rides and Daniel's Woodland. Treasure Hunt the Ride, an immersive, interactive, pirate-themed dark ride opened in July of 2023, and I was lucky enough to be there and grab some great interviews with John Wood, Rich Hill, and Lauren Weaver from Sally Dark Rides, as well as John Daniels and Ron Daniels from Daniels Woodland. Even if you're not in the Central California area, I think you'll find these interviews of what actually goes into building a dark ride and how this amazing collaboration of these two companies came together, fascinating. And if that's not enough, there's talk of Funtown Splash Town in Maine, the new Nickelodeon-themed attraction coming to Las Vegas, what it's like to collaborate with Disney, and I even get them to talk about working on Uncharted. Enjoy. I am standing here with John Wood, the owner and president of Sally Dark Ride and owner of, part owner of Treasure Hunt the Ride here at Cannery Row in Monterey. We are standing in front of a pretty impressive animatronic. Why don't you tell everybody about this? Well, this pirate is a real pirate. He's real. He's absolutely. a real pirate. No, not not an animatronic. Yeah, no. This is a bad, bad vibe. Oh, absolutely. Sharkbait Sam and, and Scuttle. And Scuttle the parrot. Tell us a little bit more about them. They're incredible. Thank you very much. We are really proud of our figure up there. Our pirate is intended to set the scene of our treasure hunt ride, and I think he's doing a great job of it. I love it. I mean, if you're just here and you're shopping, as as we're looking at right now, there are people walking by and they're seeing this pirate and they're like, is this something that I can, they can just sit here and watch for free and of course they're going to ask, what is this pirate and parrot here for? And it's of course, treasure hunt the ride. Sure, and to take the sail and turn it into a screen where we can help tell the story about the time that Monterey has been sacked in the ancient history and town burned down, all setting up the scene for Treasure Hunt, the ride. So this ride is just opening, grand opening. Uh, Tell us the journey to get here. How did Sally Rides come to Monterey? Well, we've known Daniels Woodland and admired their work for years. And when they put in a shooting gallery in this building, they called me and said, John, I think we've got a great location for a dark ride. And I said, tell me about it. And he said, it's in the basement in Monterey, right down from the aquarium in Cannery Road. I said, and you want to put a dark ride down there? Said, yes, I do. I said, well, I think I'm going to fly out to Monterey, and we're going to come walk the streets and talk about it a little bit. And that's exactly what I did. And with Rich, we came up here. We went to Daniels Woodlands facility, beautiful facility down in Pablo Robles. Thank you. Thank you. And just an incredible place, incredible people. And decided these were people that we could be partners with. And so we joined forces. What to a do the design and development and concept. Very tough place to work it out. I mean, this basement is not an easy place to work in. 
uh, we're right on the water table, so when we had to excavate, we found out water's right below us. The ocean is right there. Right there. I mean, it's right there, right outside. And this ride feels like you are kind of going in a cave and going into the ocean, like right at the ocean edge. You kind of are. Fact, the ocean does uh, kind of come in for a little while in the ride, wow. so you might get wet. Yes, absolutely. That definitely happened. <laughs> <laughs> but so then what? where did the idea for the pirate theme come about? You know, pirates are so uniformly accepted and nicely. Yeah. You know, it's great family attraction. Oceanside, Monterey. It just made all sense. Everybody I mean, loves a treasure hunt. You wouldn't want to put a haunted house down in the basement. No. But going into the caverns underneath Monterey and finding the treasures that were sacked century ago is a perfect thing. And that oh, just yeah. was the building point for us to create the storyline that works. And it's historical. It's based on the history of Bouchard and Monterey. Right. That happened right here. And I, I heard from Ron Daniels, or Daniels Whitman, that didn't know until after that you had known about the pirate, but you didn't know that the beach right outside the exit of the ride is actually where he came ashore. Makes sense. That's where the treasure is. Of course. That's right where the treasure is. And that's right where we are. Everybody loves a good treasure hunt. And this seems like such a treasure for Monterey to have and such a treasure for, for Cannery Row and all the tourists who are going to come here. So what can they expect? You want to kind of give them an idea of what they're what they're going to see? Well, yeah, this is an adventure ride. You're going down through a pretty good pre-show adventure in an elevator, and then you're in the caverns. And your job is to try to take Bouchard's treasure, only to find out that the spirit of Bouchard and his Kraken are still down there protecting that treasure. So there's a few things that you have to overcome to bring the treasure out. Yeah, I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> it's also really fun to be able to get to do the the capturing treasure element with the treasure capturer guns. I'm not quite sure what to call them. <laughs> I'm not sure either what we're calling them, but it's they, they look like a little flintlock, perfect pirate uh, implement. And yeah. Very good at, uh, at pointing and, and getting the target. What were the biggest challenges for Sally Dark Ride for putting together this attraction? It really was the size of the space. Yeah. I mean, we, we've dealt with a lot of high ceilings where you can really create a great deal. Working underneath there and creating the, the elements that we see in video as well as the environment. Environment is good, but it's tight. It's yeah. tight, small. So uh, that was the biggest challenge. And the fact that it's down here. Yeah. So we had to take the ride cars down one at a time. Couldn't carry them down the stairs. So we had to create an elevator, take out the staircase to do it. Uh, everything that was there had to come out. And there was a lot down there. There was before. a lot. It was a wax museum before. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Are there any wax figures still laying around down there? No, no, okay, no. I'm, afraid, I'm <laughs> afraid they didn't make the cut. <laughs> Even well, the skeleton. I mean, a lot are down there. The skeletons, every bit of this attraction is completely themed. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, we worked hard. You know, we just celebrated our 46th anniversary. Yes, congratulations. Thank you. I started the business 25, when I was 25 years old. And, uh, we're with another couple of guys, but uh, we're real proud of the, of the most recent attraction that we've created here in Monterey. So exciting. And I hear you're headed to Maine next for, is it Funtown? Yeah, Funtown's yeah. last town, getting a haunted hotel. Woo. That should open uh, July 28th. Okay. So it's right not very far. Corner. It is. We've had kind of one opening after another. We had Uncharted over in Spain. Yeah. Uh, and 
the other attractions that are just following too. So. All right. We're having fun. And what, what's next for Sally Dark Ride? Well, there was a release that just came out, and there will be a new attraction being built in Las Vegas. That's what I'm hearing. At Circus Circus. Ooh. And it's starring a very famous Nickelodeon character. Is it? Oh, it might be SpongeBob. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. Should open December this year. That's so exciting. We're building the characters now, developing the story and the gaming of it. It's going to be a blockbuster. Wow, that's going to be huge. There's it's, not enough for kids to do in Vegas. So. Yeah, that's, it's a good place for it. I'll say. Well, it was so great to be able to chat with you. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Jessica's a pleasure. Oh, we're such a fan. I can't wait to go ride it again. Thanks for, looking, for coming. Now I'm here with Rich Hill, the lead designer and chief creative officer for Sally Dark Ride. We are here in front of Treasure Hunt the Ride. Can you kind of like explain your role at, at sure. Sally? Sure. Sure. So I'm the I'm the um, chief creative officer, and uh, I was lead designer of the attraction, uh, working closely with Daniel's Woodwind. Sally Dark Rides and Daniel's Woodwind came together for this great partnership. Yeah. Uh, where you know we combined forces and literally over the past two and a half years we have been in this basement in this corridor building this attraction and uh it's just really amazing you know getting to draw from the local lore of hippolyte bouchard uh the pirate captain that came and captured monterey that's a real story right. and uh it's just really cool that we were able to take that and what i like to call fictional history you know <laughs> so it's history but with a twist and so the story is that we found these uh, caverns under Cannery Row, and we're going to bring guests down and try to find the treasure. And it and really feels like you are underneath of Cannery Row. It really and does. Towards the ocean when you're down there. Yeah, it really does. And, and you're literally beneath Cannery Row. I heard that um, some of these carvings of the mermaids were made from redwood trees. Absolutely, um, yeah. These are 2,000-year-old sequoia redwoods. That these were um, that these were carved from. Amazing. Daniel's Woodland has a has a supply of redwood trees that um, they're one of the only people in the uh, country that have access to redwoods. Wow. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about designing the queue and and what that was like? Yeah, absolutely. This uh this was you know kind of a, a childhood dream of mine to be in a pirate's cave, you know? Like the pirate lair just seems like, I think ever since I watched the Goonies, it was like, I just I just wanted to like, it's so real and, and, and it was so important for us to make this pirate's lair legit. So if you notice all of the textures, all of the wood, everything here is as real as we could get it. You know, you touch on things and they are real surfaces. And um, so, yeah, so in here, you know, we've got the flickering lanterns, we've got the worm eating wood, yeah. we've got the exposed brick, you know, and everywhere you look in this attraction, it is 360 degrees of theming. It is fully immersive and really makes you feel like you are in a pirate cove, you know? Yeah, it really does. Even when your your feet, the, the things that you're stepping on, the texture of the ground just really brings you there. I, I think it's just brilliant. Yeah, this is all, all hand-carved. Yeah, look at these stairs. They're amazing. These are all hand-carved. The railings are hand-carved. It's beautiful. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it was really important for us to make guests, as soon as you enter the attraction, feel like you're getting a show. Yeah. And feel like you're in the pirate's uh, lair. You're already part of it here That's right. in, in Monterey. Yeah. 
So did they say earlier that you wrote the script? Yes. So yeah. can you talk a little bit about that? Because I don't think sure. a lot of people understand the process that that there is obviously a script involved. It's really like sure. writing. So yeah. where, where did you start? Yeah, it's really a lot like developing a movie, except this is a movie that you walk and ride through. So um, we start with scripts, um, developing the base story, you know, taking uh, that story of Hippolyte Bouchard, uh, you know, turning that into something that is rideable. And so, um, right. But all you really had was he attacked Monterey. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. He attacked Monterey and captured the town and took the town drunk. Melina <laughs> on the ship. That was noted. The Isn't that, that crazy? That was, yeah. Like, yeah, the, the entire town <laughs> left Monterey so these pirates could come to shore and kind of pillage without hurting anyone. But the town left, but they left their town drunk, Molina here. So that's who he got. Yeah, oh my so they came so to town. Funny. And while they were pillaging the town, Molina, drunken Molina, wanders onto their ship. This is This is real. And then three days later, after they've kind of had their way with the town and, and are bored, they get back onto the ship and they sail down the coast and they realize they've got an extra crew member, which is Molina. <laughs> they ended up some of their some of their pirates got captured so he down was a the coast. Stowaway he was a stowaway drunk. <laughs> yeah. And they actually traded him for some uh, some of their crew members that got captured down the coast. Oh wow. It's just crazy. And you know, so having that story to draw from, it was really easy for us to kind of craft a, a, a script and, and write the story for this attraction. So working closely with uh, Ron Daniels at Daniels Woodland, um, he and I just kind of came up with the, the dialogue, all the characters, naming the characters, figuring out what was our, uh, what was our adventure, what was the experience going to be? And yeah, it's a lot like doing a movie. The music that we're hearing, is that an original soundtrack? It is. It is. So um, that was a couple of brothers, David and Eric Worst, the Worst Brothers, who they do a lot of uh, Hollywood film uh, soundtracks for movies. And uh, they created this completely custom score that is just gives you the flavor of the attraction right? it really does yeah audio is so important in a dark ride or, or really any ride experience where it, it kind of sets the tone and gives you uh you know uh, an idea of what you should be feeling at each moment your job is so cool <laughs> it is. i am so lucky i don't know what i did to fall into this career well, that's but, uh, what was my next question yeah. is how, how did this happen? How do you get a job like this if someone sure. out there is like, I want to do what he does? Sure. So I have a degree in industrial design from the Art Institute of Pittsburgh. And, um, you know, I just started out literally on the bottom rung. And that was about 30 years ago. And I've been with Sally Darkrads now for 24 years, half of my life. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, you just got to work your way up, always work your hardest and uh, throw everything at it and you never know what's your favorite part about what you do so one of the best things about my job is getting to work with actors writers musicians artists from all over the world literally thousands of people we get to work with that put these custom attractions together and uh you know they're all just such interesting people and we get to really truly craft something you know who gets to do that so really great yeah what's your favorite part of the whole ride i mean i love the gameplay you know i'm a i'm a video gamer at heart so i love the idea that families can come ride this 
you know, grandma can have fun with the grandkids, and everybody plays a game, and it's just a great experience. Was so awesome to meet you. Thank you so much for walking me through a lot of this and all of the sounds and everything. This has been so fun, Rich. Thanks, Jessica. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Now I'm here with Lauren Weaver, Vice President of Business Development and Marketing for Sally Dark Rides. Lauren, how's it going today? Are you so excited? So excited. Treasure is, Hunt the yes. Ride. Yes, it's opening. It's finally opening. After two and a half years, we get to show this crazy experience off. So how has this experience been for you from start to finish? Tell oh. me everything. Tell me when you first heard about this. Okay. Well, actually, um, it goes way back. Uh, Daniels Woodland, like Sally Dark Rides, are manufacturers. And we got to know each other on the IAPA show floor. That's perfect. Yeah, actually, uh, our project manager, anytime he left a tool behind, he'd be like, I know who I can go ask. It's the Daniels Woodland guys, you know? So we developed a great relationship mad respect for one this another. This is how many years ago? This is probably within the last five, ten years. Um, and then, you know, we just kind of got, got to know each other, got to know each other's specialties. We really admired one another and also got along with one another, kind of were crazy creative dreamers together. So we always really meshed well. Uh, and then at mid-COVID uh, time, Ron calls me actually and says, Ron Daniels, Ron Daniels, Daniels with Daniels Woodland and, um, and, and spoke to John Wood and myself and said, you know, we have a couple of these shooting galleries on Cannery Road. They're doing really well, but they have this old wax museum and I think I might be able to get the space and I think it's made for a dark ride. And they said, but we don't do dark rides. We do amazing theming. <laughs> you guys do dark rides. Do you think we can partner on this? And uh, we did our due diligence and our research and, 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 and looked at traffic, foot traffic, and, and how many people visit Monterey and Cannery Row every right. year. And it's millions of people, like a theme park. And so we, you know, it, we took the time to really embrace the, the moment and thinking outside the box and said, okay, like, let's do this. But you had to look at the space and see how it's oh, basically... Yeah underground yeah, yeah you had no oh, there were warning flags okay everywhere. oh yeah yeah there were definitely concerns from the beginning but um you know we had engineers go in and look at the space and and you know all sorts of uh the right viewers to really determine if it's going to be a workable space for our ride system for our our props and our theming and a ride envelope i mean keep in mind you you have to have uh, space around the vehicle itself. And so we had columns that we couldn't move and we had to theme around them so that wow. they, they wouldn't stick out like a sore thumb. And we just kind of had to embrace the layout and and do our, our changes where we could. Um, but I think we really made good use of the space. I'll say, I think you nailed it. <laughs> I love that it's a ride. I heard uh, Daniels Woodland telling me that it was originally thought maybe they could just do it as a walkthrough, but I'm wouldn't so it be even so much better as a ride, which just makes so much sense. It does. I mean, people are on their feet all day out here and they want to sit down and have a relaxing moment. And what's wonderful about a dark ride anywhere in the world is that they're indoors they're climate controlled yes. they are great on a hot day great on a rainy day mm -hmm. great on a freezing day and you know this is one of those spaces that's like yeah it's in a basement but 
we just have to do our, you know, our good marketing and yeah. put our pirate up top and some signage and teach people. I think they will come. They will come and they will ride this year round. So that's amazing. And I think from a marketing perspective, could you talk about that a little bit and pirates and yes, this area? I mean, it's, it's, it's something to, you know, just totally embrace. Pirates in general are so universally understood and loved. Absolutely loved. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, there's, everybody loves a good pirate adventure wherever you're from you know what a pirate is you don't have to have some major um backstory backstory yeah. or education to enjoy it mm -hmm. uh so you know we know that people are here for a day or two and we don't have you know it's not like a theme park where you can do right a, a ton mm -hmm. of in-your-face marketing at all times but I feel like we have done what we could to really yeah. get the word out. We've been here with a film crew, you know, for the last two years, filming all sorts of stuff from the vehicles going down to the basement, to the signs going up, Ron out here geeking out because here's our <laughs> ride coming together, craftsmen working. I mean, it's been a beautiful making of experience along the way. And Daniels Woodland just keep adding and adding and adding theming. I don't think we've ever had something so elaborately themed from floor to ceiling literally you know i mean yeah. i don't i can't think of but a couple rides that we have done yeah. in our whole entire <laughs> lives that really have had uh over your head theming. so i love it you know i love it i love it and i hope everybody else does too so far so good we were all having such a great time today and seeing all of little easter eggs and everything so i also heard uh, some rumors if we can move away from treasure Hunt. oh okay can you talk a little bit about what's going up and going on up in maine yes yes um so seiko maine we are installing haunted hotel and it is actually getting really really close to opening we have a team there right now actually one is the project manager for both treasure hunt and Haunted Hotel is the same person, Chris oh, Weaver. Oh, wow. Uh, so he's actually flying from Maine to be here for our grand opening tomorrow. Uh, but holy moly, guys, I just saw a video the other day. I'm blown away. Okay. I am absolutely blown away. This is a Drew Hunter creation. It's quirky. It's strange. It's it's like this. It was kind of based on something local. Okay. So up oh, in Maine, they used to have a... Um, an old haunted walkthrough attraction that I guess the, the town and everybody there loved it. Um, and it closed years back, but everybody still remembers this haunted walkthrough attraction. So actually the, the head matriarch of, of the family said, if we put in a dark ride, I want it to be scary because I want it oh. to be, everybody remembers this haunted house. I want to bring back the haunt. Nice. And so we were like, okay, let's do it. And, um, and basically, uh, there is a hotel now, a new hotel uh, on Funtown property that is unfortunately built on old witches' grounds. Uh oh. <laughs> That yeah. happens in New England. Yeah. It just happens. You know, so she may have cursed the hotel. Oh. And now guests are going missing. Uh -oh. It's a real thing. It's a real problem. So we need the help of Funtown Splashtown guests and everyone worldwide. Can you take some time out of your theme park day to please help? <laughs> yes, yes. yes. I'm up for the challenge. It's a great ride. There's, um, again, really great 360 theming throughout, uh, some mixed media moments, animatronics. It's it's completely unique. All right. It is completely unique. And that opens July 28th. 
Is Sorry. that right? <laughs> I think. Is that right? I think that's the date maybe, that I heard. Maybe, okay. maybe, maybe. Okay. If not July 28th, it's been right around the corner. Okay. I think they're putting together their grand opening plans right now. Mm -hmm. um, but I know inspections are underway and all of those are going good. They may have a soft opening period, which I think okay, maybe, maybe that's is what, what that date of. is. Okay. I just talked to Corey the other day and he was like, we're figuring it out. Um, but yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. I thought that maybe actually that this was going to open on the same weekend. I'm kind of oh. thankful that it's not just yeah. to spread the love, but, um, yeah, it's coming well, it together. It seems like you all are very busy. I also heard murmurs of Las Vegas. Can we talk about Las Vegas and yes. what's happening there and yes. the exciting IP? Oh my gosh. I can't even believe the the word is out and it's getting out, but we've had to keep mum for months and months and months. We've been already working on a SpongeBob a interactive dark ride. A SpongeBob carnival themed yes, interactive yes. dark ride. Yes, yes. So can you tell me anything about it? I, what, what can you I don't know what I'm allowed to tell you. I know it's what Circus I'm Circus. Okay. okay, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is part of Circus Circus's uh, $30 million expansion and uh, a renovation. And we have been talking to Circus Circus forever. John Wood has been trying to work them to put in a Sally Dark Ride for probably two decades. Wow. And finally, we are doing it with Nickelodeon and SpongeBob. I mean, I'm just so thrilled that That's this is happening. So exciting. So I'm hearing December for that uh, ish. Uh, yep. Maybe. I, I, okay. That's what I have heard too. That's what I have heard too. We hope to have maybe a little something at IAPA. So IAPA Expo in November. Yes. Bye. So, uh, yep. Keep that in mind. We're going to bring the fun and have some head turning moments on the show floor. And what can you tell me about Uncharted? We just opened our first dark coaster in Spain at Port Aventura World. We are stoked. I went over, I rode, I was there for opening day. First of all, just to be called on by Port Aventura again so quickly. Amazing. Uh, what a compliment. What an absolute compliment. Um, love working with them. Obviously, we did Sesame Street Street Mission with them, and that is one of my favorite dark rides of all time. Uh, and then for them to say, hey guys, we are going to work with an Uncharted IP. We've purchased an Intamin coaster. Do you think that you can create a story and an experience around well, uh, around an Intamin coaster? Yes, please. Yes, okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> and and not many people know this, but actually Intamin and Sally had been in discussions uh, and actually underway for the last two years prior, developing packages for theme parks and the marketplace around the you know around the world. Um, we want to bring more indoor themed experiences to theme parks and. It allows us to get back into a, another park quickly after they've done maybe one dark ride, do a dark coaster this time. And those things help extend park seasons. It really plays to parks that are closed during winter. Now they have another attraction that they can, that their guests can enjoy. If it's hot, you still get to go into an indoor right. yes. air conditioned Just experience. So, and really every theme park is speaking to the family and what, one of the only rides that you can do as a family is a is a is a dark ride, and we're doing now dark coasters that are family friendly. That nice. are really, you know, they they are thrilling, but they're not too thrilling for younger guests. And that's what you want. You want yep. a ride that everybody want the can whole go on family, together, have the experience together. I want grandma and the, and little one and little kids to ride. You know, I want the full. Don't break the family apart. The family should be together at a theme park. And, we just keep trying to make that happen for everybody. And how about for you? What's the best part of your job? Oh my gosh, every every part. 
Yeah. Every party except maybe the late nights. Yeah, okay. Um, I can imagine. But, uh, but like I can grand deal. openings are probably pretty stressful. Yeah, it's just, you know, all the things that you want to pull together. And I am one of those people that want to take advantage of every opportunity and do it big. Uh, so that's what we're going to try to do tomorrow for our grand opening yeah. here at Treasure Hunt. We are really already, you know, calling people with these large cracking tentacles <laughs> on the roof and... Um, and tomorrow is just going to be even grander than pirate today. ship driving around and yeah. all that. Yeah, My gosh, I mean, pirates are going to invade Monterey mm -hmm. again. So we'll see. And what do you want everybody to know about Sally Dark Rides? Oh, um, you know, I don't know that we are uh, creators of memories and family experiences. And yes, you are. Yes, you are. What it's what we love to do. We're dark ride nerds and we wouldn't <laughs> so have it we. any other way we just we really think that dark rides are like so special to the theme park experience it's what creates memories I, I really believe that when people think of their like favorite theme park experiences a dark ride is part of that memory it's the conversation that you have at night when you get back to the dinner yeah. table like I love all theme park attractions but a dark ride is what you can really have a good conversation around um, so I just hope that Sally can do it for another 46 years plus. We're so celebrating me. our 46th year this congratulations. year. Congratulations. Thank you. And congratulations on this, Lauren. And thank, thank you so much for being here and talking with us Absolutely. today. Everybody get excited for all the things coming out with Sally Dark Ride. Now I'm here with John Daniels, the vice president of Daniels Woodland. Not only are you the vice president, but you also started Daniels Woodland. Can you talk about that? Yeah. Um, you know that goes way back now we're now we're starting to go back about 20 some years um right out of high school i actually started chainsaw carving i taught myself how to well i think i'm going to try this carving stuff so you just picked up a chainsaw, I picked up a chainsaw as I one does found the log and carved my first piece <laughs> but you know what's funny is somebody wanted to buy it so i'm like wait a minute you want to give me money for that i was just playing around and i'm right out this is one day after i graduated high school one day. So this is on a Saturday. I graduated on Friday. I was carving this cowboy. Two days later, someone wanted to give me a couple thousand dollars for this thing. Whoa. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. This is like, this is almost like. You've never like, done anything like this. You've no. You've whittled a stick or no, anything like that. No, I pretty much okay. would draw. I could pencil draw. Okay. And I learned to draw early on. My dad taught me how to draw. I always had an art background, though. It was very artistic. Ever since I was a little kid. Um, now, Ron, on the other hand, he can't really draw. Now, he can imagine things, and he can come up with a story. He can write a story way beyond my wildest dreams. But he can't draw those things. Now, I can take that thought, and I can put it on paper. Or I can carve it into a piece of wood. Or I can sculpt it out of clay. So I can create the story and turn it into real life. Um, so going way back, I'm carving and stuff, and I'm doing some trade shows and things, and Ron's like, I'm going to college and I'm going to be an engineer. I'm going to Cal Poly. What are you going to do when, now that you're graduated? I'm like, well, I'm carving wood. And he says, well, good luck with that. And, uh, <laughs> but you're probably, you're going to be wishing that you went to school and this and that. And, uh, so he went on to Cal Poly, which is a very difficult school yeah, to get into. Yeah, tough one. Um, so what, that was a huge feat in itself. So he went to Cal Poly and while he was going to Cal Poly, I'm perfecting my art talking with the public, learning how to sell things. Um, but I'm selling my passion, I'm selling my artwork. So it was easy for me. Um, but by the time Ron graduated college, now he graduated 
top of his class in mathematics, magnum culata. That wow. is the highest rank you can get yeah. in mathematics Woo. from Cal Poly, which is a very difficult school to get into. So he graduated with honors, top honors, which is holy cow. Anyways, so he gets done and he's like, man, that looks like fun what you're doing. Can I help? And I said, well, I thought you were going to be an engineer. And he goes, yeah, but yours is more fun. Can What can I do? I said, well, you can go to the trade show with me and you can be a salesman. And I will create the stuff. You just sell it and you'll get paid because I'm not paying you nothing. He's my brother. I'm not paying you nothing until you sell it. And we did our first show together like that. And Ron says, well, where's your business card? So I said, well, I don't have any. He says, well, where are we staying tonight? I said, I don't know yet. I don't have a hotel room oh either. Gosh. I'm an artist. I'm not yeah. like the planner guy. <laughs> so Ron's like, okay, I can see where I can help here. Where are we staying tonight? I don't know. Well, do you have any money? I got $15. Oh, no. Would you have a credit card? Nope. How the hell are we going to get through this show? So we finished the show. I'm sorry. We set up the show. 15, I'd say 20 minutes before it opened. We changed clothes, went in the bathroom, changed our clothes, put our suit and ties on, and we opened the show. We won that show with best booth design in the entire show. Wow. Um, so we ended up selling 17 tree houses in four days. And I'd hope to, we, this is where I first brought the tree houses to this trade show right. in LA. We were hoping to sell one or two and then a bunch of wood carvings. Well, we ended up selling 17 tree houses. These are $5,000 a piece, by the way, and 50% cash in hand, or it wasn't an order. There were no credit cards. So we left the show, started the show with $15, left the show with $100,000. Oh my gosh. And I said, Ron and I looked at each other and we go, I guess we're in the treehouse business. I guess we, we got something here. And we went home and started fulfilling our orders that we had just taken for the last four days. And the rest is history. Um, shortly after that, I made Ron partner and I said, okay, with your mathematics skills and your office skills, you are now president. I will be the shop guy. I'm the art guy. So I'm outside, you're inside, let's go. And that's kind of, you know, wow. how we run things and, and we're the yin and the yang, you know, we keep each other grounded. Ron will come up with some crazy thing and then, or I might come up with it and then he settles it down. But somewhere in between, we come up with something amazing. Um, and this ride really proved our skills with the story writing, the the history, um, the, the detail of art, and preserving all of that stuff together and meshing it together to create. And and even and then at this point we had to mesh with Sally too. Right. We're bringing a whole other entity in and meshing with all these people and. It, I think it really shows now in the ride. So. But how did he? I have to add. I know we could talk about this for hours. How did how did tree houses? Oh, become so, a theme park. So, so not, how did we get here? So when I was doing some trade shows with the wood carvings, I came up with this idea um, that we kept coming across all this old wood. You know, like old barn wood, old these old logs on these ranches, and it was just a shame because it was going for firewood. And so we came up with this idea about. If I take some of this old barn wood and we construct this cool looking house and put it on top of this hollowed out oak log and I sell a tree house that comes with its own tree and I market this, it looks like an old school, you know, little rascals type of playhouse wow. that you can't buy anywhere else so they can command a high dollar. So I started marketing it to high end clients, yes. you know, people who make, uh, you know, an income of 200,000 and up. It was our target market. And, um, so then folks go, well, can you make a pirate tree house? Well, sure. Um, can you make a farm themed tree house? 
So now all of a sudden the theming aspect started coming at play. And all we simply do is we build the same house. We Brilliant. just add different decorations Brilliant. and things. And then next thing you know, you look back and you're a whole theming company. Wow. So then we took the tree houses and merged it into everything we do, whether it's a shooting gallery or a roller coaster or a tree house. You have to decorate it. So we're just glorified decorators, if you, oh, I love if it. you will. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. John, I heard that you spent almost 10 months down in the caverns. Yep. The pirate That's, caverns. Tell me all about true. that. You know, I sort of felt like I was a vampire. Um, <laughs> I didn't get any skin tone till about two weeks ago because I come out of here and I was ghostly white and <laughs> come out in the sunlight's blinding me. And I had to wear my glasses because I uh, didn't get much light down in the hole there. Um, it's like a true caverns. There's not much light except for the light we put down there. So um, coming out here, it's, you know, it's a uh, wow. Right. I'm still alive and it's bright. <laughs> so I'm explain to them what, what we're talking about here, because this ride, it's actually kind of under, is it, is it sea level? Where, where are we? We're down right about sea level. In fact, times when we were under construction, we would break through sea level and we would actually have water coming up through the floor. And that was a big, big, because we have to put concrete back. So how do you do that when water's coming in? You know, it's like cartoons. You have to put gum down and <laughs> put the concrete in. And uh, it was, it was pretty stressful at times, but working on sea level, you know, it's bound to happen. That's just the way it is. It's the way it is. So for you, how did this whole thing start? You heard that this was going to happen. And then when, when does your part come in? Well, um, it all started when we put the shooting galleries in just right down the hallway. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it was Ron that was talking to the owners and, he was kind of poking a little fun at the space that was there because it had been there for a long time since the early 70s. And it was, you know, it's it, it met its time and it was it was getting old. And and um, since we have a new type of attraction in the building, we're looking for other ways to get people to come to the building. So Ron's, you know, kind of pushed a little pressure and said, hey, if this space ever comes available, you give me a call because we're going to do something crazy in there. And uh, 2020 happened and some, you know the whole world shut down and lo and behold the space came available it's the first time it came available since the 1970s wow so the spaces don't come available very often here in canada so when it did ron goes hey john what do you want to do there i'm like man i didn't think it was ever going to come available um i guess we're oh, we better come up with something quick because it's not going to last long so we thought about a walk through shooting gallery and you know people walk all day long they get tired we go, you know, it'd be better. Maybe let's do a ride and yeah, get people off their feet ride. And, and ride. Sure. Let's call our friends at Sally Dark Rides. And that's how that all got started. I love this collaboration yeah. between yeah. the two of them. So everything that I'm hearing is really you worked together. It really wasn't they took care of this part and you took care of this part. It was all collaborative. Would you right. agree? Yeah, I agree. Because what happens is we have such a short time frame. You know, when you look at actual construction, when we started and when we cleaned out, it was only 10 months. Wow. So mm -hmm. after deconstruction was done. So the amount of time is unheard of in the industry. Um, and you can only do that if you divide and conquer. So you, Sally goes, Hey, I'll do this. I'll do that. And sometimes we both, we cross over positions, you know, that we'll make an animatronic and they'll do a scenic thing. Oh, wow. Okay. That type of thing. And um, for the most part, they handled the animatronics and we mm -hmm. handled scenic, but sometimes we cross paths because they ran out of time and we had some spare time and spare parts and we were able to, sort of all come together as a group. What were your biggest challenges for you personally? 
Um, well, biggest one of the biggest challenges is creating the caverns down in the basement. Yeah. Um, because every square inch has to be covered, and I have OCD when it comes to to, <laughs> to um, details, and I'm really honing on every single detail. You're one of us because and, we love theme, we love detail. Right. Yeah. So it's in my world when they say, "Oh, just paint it black, you'll never see it." That doesn't work, work in my world. Um, <laughs> I'm an artist at heart, and. And then I ran all the scenic here and I was the, the main art director and, and fabricator, builder, painter, you name wow. it. I was down here sweeping floors sometimes. Um, I lived down here with the crew. And like I said, we were pirate zombies living in the caves for about <laughs> 10 months. <laughs> Sounds like a real labor of love. Yeah, it, it is. And I think, I think that it shows that it, 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 it's nothing we did was super fast and cheap. It was, well, we did things fast, but it was done super detailed and, and, you know, we put our heart and soul and our money into this whole program. So, yeah. um, you know, there was no banks involved. Ron and I funded this 100%. Well, no, I, I, I take that back. Sally even came in and, and uh, took a portion of the uh, of wow. ownership and then we own the, um, the rest of it ourselves, but we funded it out of our pockets. That's amazing. So, um, then you don't have banks, you don't have art directors telling you can't do it. You don't have bankers saying, hey, how are you going to pay for that? We we covered that ourselves, so we were able to do whatever we wanted, which gave us more control of the end result. Wow, but also probably put some pressure on you. Oh, it puts to get a lot it. of pressure on you because now you can't pass that off. Right. You, know, you have to can't use that as you an know, excuse. I go up to Ron <laughs> and I say, hey, Ron, I need the money for this, and then I got to go through approvals and stuff. But it's not as bad as working with the bank. So we we're able to get things done really fast because of that. Yeah. Had we gone through those other processes, we'd probably be under construction still. Right. Right. I'd say the art direction in this attraction is absolutely incredible. Do you have a favorite part? You know, they all have a little piece of my soul in there somehow, <laughs> some way, whether I cut my finger on the wall and sign it in blood. Oh, I mean, wow. we've done that a couple of times in there. But, uh, You'll have to show me where I'll put it out. <laughs> um, yeah, that's not no. uh, It's just putting all our time and efforts into it. Uh, it's all become really fun to me. So every little, every section, there's a favorite part in each room, I guess you could say. Um, but having to create all these details, 360 degrees, you're going to have points of interest that you really hone in on. So... A little in every room, I'd say. Something that you want people to specifically look out for, though? Um, we did. We did spend a lot of time coming up with hidden targets that give you bonus points. Yeah. And we don't talk about those, but every room has targets that are not marked. It could be a painting. It could be a, a hidden figure. Mm -hmm. um, it could be something like an alien skull, for instance. Okay. And you shoot those specialty targets. They're not marked because they're bonus points, but they'll give you a lot of points. All right. What's, and, what, what's the one that we like have to hit? What should we look for? Just drop it just to us. Just to let us. Well, I would say the alien skull <laughs> okay. just behind the Hamelsman. That's the guy that drives the ship's wheel. Okay. Behind him is the alien skull. That's going to be the best. You shoot him and he's going to give you some points. You're going to win. You're going to yeah, win the good. car. You're going to be captain. And yeah, not yeah, first you go by like that, I was. You go by that <laughs> section kind of fast. So that's why you got to go. You got to look fast. Awesome. What are you currently working on uh, after a treasure hunt the ride? What's what's next for you? Well, right now. I'm you get still, a little break. <laughs> well, I never really stop because um, my mind's always going 90 miles. I'll wake up in the middle of the night. I got an idea. <laughs> so it never ends. Um, right now, I'm currently working on a drivable street legal pirate ship 
that we're going to use to promote this ride with. Fun. So keep on a lookout for a drive a ship. If it's driving down the street, <laughs> it's probably us. Well, that'll definitely get talked yes. about. That yes. We'll definitely see it's that. The size on of a motorhome. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, fun! And you get to design that. And work we're on building that? it right now. Um, I would say it's about eighty percent complete right now. Neat. So, oh, that'll get people in here. Yeah. They'll and say, what's that? In mm -hmm. the future for parades and, uh, you know, any fun times, you know, Christmas time and anytime there's a parade or something, we'll bring it out and help promote the ride. You know, go to Pirates, treasure hunt the ride. Fun. So, so I'm a huge Disney fan okay. and I know GWL does a lot with Disney. Can you, yes. can you talk about some of that? Yeah. Um, Ron and I are known as guest artists from Disney. So we sometimes do signings there, uh, but we collect high end collectible artwork carved from reclaimed redwood. So yes. typically it's a 2000 year old based wood that was left behind by loggers. We'll go into the mountains and we'll reclaim this wood. Turn them into Mickey Mouse, Donald Ducks, um, you know, some really fun, fun pieces in Disney. And they're sold as high-end collectibles in the galleries. Um, so when we create these, we only sell in the parks. So we don't sell online or anything like that. You have to go to the park in order to buy one. But we keep the numbers low. Um, they can range from 50 to, a, say, 100. And then after we get those marks, we no longer make that carving to keep the numbers high. Um, we also package them in an old wooden crate and the crates, the pieces and the cards are all numbered together. So amazing. So they're really fun to keep and uh, we, we make stuff all the time and uh, we have a new a bunch of new ones coming out. Ooh, okay. Can't really say, they won't okay. let me say which ones are coming <laughs> out, but keep an eye out. There's some really cool ones coming out, some Star Wars pieces. Oh, um, all right. Yeah, so uh, Adventures ones, are, there's some cool pieces coming out. How on earth did that collab start? Um, that one, that one was difficult to get in with Disney is a little politics there. Um, it took us about two years. Once I got to the right person in the, in the collectibles, um, what can I say? The Arena. art, yeah. it's, it's more of the art, you know, um, where they sell paintings and things like this. Mm -hmm. So you're going into the galleries, galleries sure. Okay? And we have a deal with Disney. We create the piece. We don't make any money until it sells. So we we're partners there. Okay. Okay. So we're not employees. They don't. Buy the pieces they just sell them and when they sell we split the profits um, so that took about two and a half to three years after we got all the paperwork done because <laughs> they have a slew of paperwork um they don't allow everybody to be a vendor yeah um it's very very difficult um you kind of have to know someone with that works there in the park to help line out who to talk to and who not to talk to because they just don't have time to talk to people about sure. stuff because they get bombarded all the time. I'm an artist and I look, I can paint Mickey Mouse. So you got to, you know, it's sure. too much of that stuff. So you kind of have to know someone who can set up an interview or at least lead you to who to kind of talk to. And then, of course, they change ranks all the time, too. So that's difficult. It's a moving target. Right. Um, but if you're fortunate enough to make contact with them and they like your stuff and you do what you say, um, then here we fast forward, what, four or five years now we've been doing this and, wow. and I think we're doing more and more. And Any more chance and, you might be doing some in the park things, woodworking or ride type things um, you know, for them? Not it's, necessarily. It's, uh, you just, you never know. Okay. Um, you never know. It's a flip of a coin. <laughs> well, I'm so excited yeah. to see everything that's coming out, everything that's next for Treasure of the Ride. 
And uh, I can't wait to see the reaction from all the tourists and everybody who's coming. Oh, me too. I can't wait because, you know, when you build something like this, part of the fun is sitting back like a fly on the wall to watch people's reactions. Because sometimes that's more fun than actually, you know, building it is to see how people react to your your artwork, I guess you'd call it. Yeah. So it's fun to, to sit back and watch. Well, and we and I'm going to be time. dressing up like a pirate tomorrow and, you know. If you're going to have a pirate ride, I'm going to dress like a pirate. And you have to. I'm, that, that's just, that's I'm going to switch my cowboy hat for a pirate <laughs> hat. So, you know, and then we'll be talking like a pirate. Well, congratulations. So, Thanks okay. so much for talking to us today. I appreciate it. Hey everybody, it's Jessica and I'm here with Ron Daniels. He's the president and owner of Daniels Woodland and Treasure Hunt The Ride, which we are riding together right now. Right now, and I'm getting all the treasure. Yeah, you are. So, we're shooting not only treasure that's on the screen, but also along the side. There's on-screen and off-screen targets. On-screen gives you good feedback. Off-screen, you look for the bold X's, the bold X marks the spot. X marks the spot. Those will give you some animatronic responses. Whoa! Oh, we just got hit with water. Oh no, the water And you can see the projection happening on the flood. We're getting washed in the wrong direction. Don't go oh, that way. It's very dangerous. Because of course we are right here next to Monterey, right here next to Macadie Beach in Canada Row. This is really amazing. Is it true that this is based on a real pirate? It's based on the real pirate of uh, Hypolite Bouchard who sacked Monterey and kidnapped Molina, the town drunk. So Bouchard's about to reveal right now. Ooh, there he is. He's scary. He's like a ghost pirate. <laughs> To hear and see my entire interview with Ron Daniels from Daniels Woodland, as well as a full ride through of Treasure Hunt the Ride, check out Ace's YouTube page. The link is in the show notes. To find out more about Sally Dark Rides, they do have a website, sallydarkrides.com, and an Instagram page, at sallydarkrides. Daniels Woodland also has a website, danielswoodland.com, and an Instagram page, at danielswoodland. And Ace, of course, is everywhere you consume your social media on Facebook, Twitter, Threads, Pinterest, LinkedIn. Make sure you're subscribed to Ace's pages on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and Discord. Follow us everywhere to stay on top of all of the coaster and park news coming out and to hear what your Ace membership has to offer. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast and give us five stars if you can. Rate and review. If you have any questions, comments, or podcast episode pitches for us, please reach out to podcast at aceonline.org. Thanks for listening. Hope you get to ride a dark ride today. Ride With Us is produced by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, a registered 501c3 organization. Visit ridewithace.com for additional information, and we will see you at the parks.